I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening, we have Matt Knight. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello. How's it going, chaps? Yeah, all right. Very good, thank you. Good, good. Um, I didn't come up with any crazy nicknames for you this week. Oh. I've got one for Aww. Jay next week. It's going to oh, be good. good. Okay. It's going oh. to be really good. I'm glad you planned this far in advance. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were supposed to podcast yesterday and then the machine that we usually use to record was broken uh, and then we bought something else and then that didn't work. So we're back to a trusty Zoom H6. I much prefer the Zoom H6. I think it's consistent. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it does the business. Definitely. Definitely. Um, how's everyone been? Matt Knight, how's your week been? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um just enjoying the sun, uh, doing a lot of training for my run and playing a lot of guitar, um, which is a rarity. But yeah, I actually had some chance to, to play guitar at home. How week, far are you, um, how are you running on a daily basis? Uh, this weekend I've done nearly 20 miles. That's insane. Yeah. That's it's good insane. fun though. Just to see the sights. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I don't know. I must be mental. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. So you bought a guitar? Yeah, yeah. That's unusual uh, for you. I know. Um I said I said I would would buy no more. But um yeah, no, it was um a Dan Electro dead on 67 baritone and I've been eyeing up one for ages and they I I think they're discontinued. They never come up second hand and it came up in obviously the best color, limey green. Amazing. What an amazing color. If um if people haven't yeah. seen the guitar on uh, you put it on the group, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So, run us through it. So, dead on 67, so 67 spec. What does that actually involve? What's the body made out of, for example? Um, I I think the body is still that, whatever that weird wood composite is that they use. I can never, I can never remember exactly what it is. Because um, I'm always confused about Electro, how they actually... Because was it an actual model they made in '67? Probably. Sure I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't think anyone does. Like they just come out with like random stuff all the time. And yeah, it's that's true. Like, but they are normally uh, a- named after years, aren't they? Except for the wild thing. Oh, I, but I don't know. If, oh, and the like, Longhorn. Even like the '59s and stuff. 
were they did, were they actually around in '59? Is that but is that spec? I think to be honest, that is part of our job as being on the podcast to know that rather than asking that. Well, yeah, I know, but the problem with Dan Electro is it's so hard to find out because they do like runs for like a month and then they discontinue like that model. So there's never anything like up on the website or like it's really just hard to find out exactly what's what's going on. Do you remember yeah. the completely Paisley '59? Yeah. The neck and fretboard were completely paisley. paisley. That's the one, Matt. If you ever see one of those on eBay, yeah, let me know. Yeah, it's because I was. I thought I actually because I think uh, Dan Electro are distributed by JHS in the UK. Um, so I thought I'd just have a look and see what they offer. Um, and they make they make a, a sixty three, which is like a double cut, but they all come in metal flake finishes, uh, including turquoise metal flake. They do a 67 rather than a dead-on 67, which I think is just a, a non-baritone, no trem. And they, they do some weird stuff. The Hodad. Uh, the Hodad. Oh yeah, the Hodad's great. I really like the Hodad. That's been in the catalogue for a while. Is that, That's not yeah. the one that has, has got the built-in effects. No, they do a Hodad bass. Because no. well. for a while there was like a Hodad-style guitar that had built-in multi-effects. That sounds amazing. Right. Like the Vox, um, those teardrops that you can make into drum and bass machines. Yeah, that just had a drum machine. This actually had like a full multi-effects processor in the guitar. Amazing. So weird. So ridiculous. So what have you been doing with this um, this ooh, baritone ooh. then? Do you remember that square Dan Electro they had? That completely rectangular body shape. It wasn't Dan Electro. Wasn't it? No. It yeah, was it was. Gretsch. No, no, no. Dan Electro did like a rect... It wasn't completely rectangular, but it was more or less completely square do you Matt, remember that is Joe Branton correct um, I don't know <laughs> okay good <laughs> I'll look it up whilst uh, you guys move on and then I will laugh in your faces so what have you been doing with this baritone so far well at the moment I tried to, to set it up because the action was like a mile high um, and someone the per, whoever had it before had loosened the truss rod off so much that the action was just ridiculous i mean the truss rod was basically loose inside uh so i've tightened it up as much as possible but i've just i have recently given it to a tech to do a proper setup on it because even after 10 years i think i'd still rather give it to someone who it you know it had a bit more experience in setting up guitars um but effectively just using it to replace the um the Italia that I had for ages setting up in baritone, that but was I, great. it With was the never baritone stripe. scale length. That was the problem. Oh yeah, it was just a you'd basically converted it from regular tuning to baritone. Yeah, so it's kind of nice to have something in baritone tuning, and I don't know what it is. Down tuned guitars just always sound a bit better. Like if you tune down to E flat, it just sounds better than being in E. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, what we're looking at on this dead on sixty-seven in terms of pickups and like, has it got a trim? Yeah, oh, the, it's probably the worst trim of all time. <laughs> um, it's basically um, so one bolt at the back, one screw uh, at the back of the trim block, which basically holds it in place into the body, and then it balances on like two other screws, um, and then it's just like a flat piece of metal that's like bolted to it that goes up and down so effectively uh, not a very good trim system two lipstick pickups i have no idea what the bodywood is i'm assuming it's probably masonite which is what they do on most of those um dan electros and then like a weird silvery kind of scratch plate rosewood neck um but it's just it's just got that cool dan electro sound about it you know they don't really sound like anything and those lipstick pickups tend to have that sort of hollow 
sort of real heavy mid-range sound to them and it's just it's just a really really nice guitar they got that kind of quack to them those pickups that like you just don't yeah. get on anything else really i guess it's a combination of the pickups and that weird body wood that they use kind of half plastic yeah. half plywood thing joe branton has proven us both wrong i think damn right i have yeah here it is so um the dan electro dano pro bowtie flintstone it's not called the bowtie flintstone <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was known as the flintstone or bowtie guitar wow um yeah it's uh yeah it's a, a really cool sort of uh, definitely check it out um i'm sure dan electro pro will find it as well but yeah it's kind of uh sort of almost rectangular with a with a, a really Flintstone-esque sort of sharp-shaped oh, triangular scratch plate. So of, it looks like uh, if Devo had been in Greece, the movie. Yeah. Not yeah, the country. Yeah, exactly. That'd be weird. <laughs> but it's the same sort of setup you get on all the Danos, so the two lipstick pickups and everything, and the trim, and the same controls. Um, but yeah, it, it looks totally brilliant. What a totally cool guitar. Yeah, it that, was um, the last time they reissued it reissued it guys it was 2007 yeah so I remember those all of out. us have worked in guitar shops well, well actually I wasn't then but you two have worked in guitar shops when those guitars were available yeah and I completely forgot I, I think it was your description I, I when you said completely rectangular and it's well, it is, not that is more rectangular than yeah, I'd say 99% of guitars it's true but when you say completely rectangular that just instantly you think of think the bow diddly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think the um, the weird thing about Dan Electro is, like you say, that the catalogs always seem to change, and every time I see, it, you, the main one you see is DC fifty nine six string or twelve string. You very rarely see any of the other models. Um, it sounds like they don't do a DC fifty nine at the moment, though. Is that right? Yeah, they do. I thought you were just saying yeah. you looked at the site and there wasn't one on there. No, I was saying there's not a dead on sixty seven baritone. Oh, right, okay. Like sixty seven. A normal catalog's like a sixty three. A 67, Hodad, Wild Thing. Um, they do a 56. Oh, they do 59M, which is the uh, most recent one, which I think is the kind of slightly different pickup design. Okay. Um, and then they do... Um, they do like... Well, what's what's the slightly flake. different pickup design? I think... Well, it says here um, that it's like a modified pickup or like a... It's like a... Was it misplaced? Oh, okay. So uh, it's just going to be an angled single. I just wondered if they start use like humbuckers or maybe like double lipsticks or anything anywhere. But yeah, it would just be no, angled, right? They, it would just be strat angled lipsticks. Yeah, and then they do a hollow body twelve string, uh, and then they do a Dan Electro convertible, which is like a weird, almost like acoustic. Yeah, it's with like a piezo and a, and a lipstick in it. Yeah, it's a. Um, it looks like a. Uh, DC 59 but it's deep and it's acoustic essentially oh weird um, with a, pic- a, a piezo amp, but there's it's the the lipstick goes across the sound hole doesn't it yeah that's right and then the piezo is just obviously under the saddle nice I was in um, oh what's the the only good Denmark Street guitar shop Wunjo Wunjo yeah I was in Wunjo the other day and they had uh, an old like probably 60s um Dan Electro bass. It was so short scale. I think there were like fifteen frets on it. Was it a and it, Longhorn? No, no, it wasn't. It was um, although yeah, they're they're pretty. Short. No, it, it was uh, it was the short horn body shape. So the fifteen okay. the fifty nine body shape, but with hardly any frets on it, and it had a a sound hole in it, and then a lipstick right on the neck. 
Nice. It's just the weirdest thing ever. It it sounded great. I really Did you play it? Yeah, yeah, I played it. It was absolutely brilliant. Wow. Well, it's, well, it's difficult, isn't it? I find when I go into other guitar shops, you, you've played all the ordinary stuff, so yeah. you just end up looking for, like, the weirdest... Like, I yeah. recently, I nearly bought an Eco. I remember you saying. From, from um, uh, the the Wunjo Bass Centre, when that was still... That is, is that still going? Don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I almost bought an Eco from them just because... It was it was the only thing that I hadn't actually ever tried out. <laughs> you just went in there and went, oh, just uh, yeah, I've done all those, done all those, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Right, good. Um, I was going to say just to actually just a quick one. I just thought while you were talking, I'd just have a look at some of the other or some of the electros. Actually, the DC fifty nine M when they say say misplaced. Apparently, all of the DC fifty nines now are DC fifty nine Ms, and it's because their supplier misplaced a load of pickups only to discover them recently so all the pickups in them are about 15 years old so they all sound slightly different to the lipstick pickups that they used to put in them about a year ago um so everything in these ones or the current run at the moment are dc 59m so they're like an older uh lipstick pickup that's that's really cool that's definitely got to be this has to be the time to buy one of those in that case how about yeah, to how get about a limited I? run misplaced? I love Dan Electro. We don't give Dan Electro enough love. Not that we ever say anything bad about them because there's nothing bad about them, but we don't actually talk about them. I don't know. Much. Jay loves them. Yeah, I suppose so. Jay talks about them. He used to have one for a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, how's that for a marketing ploy for you? Oh, we found this old box of pickups. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember <laughs> Gibson, Gibson did it with the uh, all, all the wood that they got taken off of them by the FBI, didn't they? The uh, government series. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they ever made it over here, actually. Like, no. I never saw one in the flesh. No, I doubt, I doubt it was that much that, that was, they could uh, make that many. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I Also, they did. I, I, I was just having a quick look on just Wikipedia about all the guitars that they made. They did one called Dan, Stan and Dan. I was like, what is that? It's a double neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done double neck 59s, 12s and 6s before. What's the, the fact that they've given it two names? Oh, I see brilliant. what you mean. Yeah, that that, that is Dan great. and Dan. Matt, I understand you've Dan. also been hanging out with a um, tape delay this week. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm where I work. Uh, we we are a full tone custom shop dealer, so we get access to a couple of models that they don't um, they don't sell through all of their retailers, um, and they do the full tone tape echo, which they've done for a long time, which has got is basically a copy of the Echoplex full tape with valves. Um, the only problem with that is is that it's quite a big unit, it's quite bulky, it's a little bit fragile, quite noisy because it's got the valves in there. Um, and this unit is um, a third smaller, full-size tape, but a completely solid state, um, less noise, and it just sounds amazing. Like, A, beat it quickly to like a timeline set onto like vintage tape setting, and there's just something so good and so warm about tape that you just you just physically can't replicate it just sounds awesome um so full-size tape so not like a cartridge like on the upcoming t-rex one yeah no it's um they they've kind of like full tone of like designed their own tape cartridge okay it sort of sits in like a figure of eight almost like in a in a cassette um but because the tape is quarter inch thick you get the full bandwidth and the full sound of of the tape rather than a much smaller tape 
and obviously the thinner the tape the kind of less it's going to record and obviously the less quality you're going to get so this is a full uh, bandwidth tape and it's got things like uh, switchable preamp so you can go to the Echoplex preamp if you want or you can use a much more modern high fidelity preamp uh, you can tailor the way the repeats sound um, and it's obviously got the awesome slider at the top for tape speed so you can slide the uh, the speed in real time which is cool is it um is it stereo in and out no just mono in mono out so you couldn't use it for like mastering stuff no i suppose and you could i suppose yeah you could feed everything through it track by track which would would take take a while but i'm assuming there's probably some reason they can't do stereo because i suppose the tape's not stereo is it it's just that's probably true mono. Yeah. yeah yeah um and how does the um how does the, the preamp sound like can you use it for a bit of drive you can't really use it drive because you can't it's not like uh, one of the Echoplex pedals where you've kind of almost got like a volume control it's just switching it on or off okay. a bit like the old Echoplex really is that you know most people realise that oh when the when the tape's not actually engaged I'm still I'm still using the preamp so you can kind of go to the EP3 style preamp where it's a bit darker a bit warmer you know adds a richness to your sound or you can turn it off and you kind of get all your highs all your lows and then like a full bandwidth sound and what sort of money? Uh, 729 oh wow um, which actually considering that what else you can buy on the market on the second hand market for something that's you know brand new comes with a warranty is going to be a lot more reliable because of modern kind of components um, I thought really good because the the full custom shop one is much more expensive than that isn't it about 1200 quid yeah okay so double the money What and the only bonus is the Valve Pre yeah yeah, I mean, I th- I think that you could probably live without it because I think this thing you could probably gig. I think it would be it would easily be reliable enough and like safe enough to gig with. I reckon. Um, although I suppose most people might not, but it is an awesome sounding unit. Cool stuff, Joe. You were telling us before we kicked off the podcast that you have bought another <coughs> bass this week. I now, have. Where are we at in the ongoing saga of your bass collection? Because. Let's cast our minds back a couple of weeks. You were about to sell everything to get maybe a Fender Custom Shop, yeah. P-Bass or Jazz Bass. Yeah. Where have we gone since then? Well, then we had the the conundrum with the uh, Music Man Classic Sabre. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so I did I did sell so a lot of stuff, what went not out? quite all of it. What went out before that? Uh, well, what did I sell yeah. to, to get to that point? Yeah. Um, I kept... My Billy Sheehan Yamaha okay. BB. I've sold my 1979 Yamaha BB800. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold um, the Geddy Lee Jazz Bass um, that I was playing, and um, and I sold uh, a Mexican P Bass. Why did you have that? It's just always kind of been there. <laughs> I never even knew that. No, I've just I've got lots of stuff. Not the fifties yeah. one. Just no, 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 no. No, yeah, the fifties one stays. That's that's, that's the one. one of the ones. Yeah. Um, so and I sold a load of pedals, um, and that was that was about it. Yeah, I okay. think that was that was it. So so the saber came have, in. Yeah, saber came in and then immediately went back out. Yep. Um, so. So now, so yeah, so I realised that still live in Fender's catalogue was the one of the very few classic player bases that they actually do. I can't even remember what that is. Well, one of them is oh, uh, not the uh, 
the rascal one of them is the rascal you, you it's not the rascal, rascal. no oh. i was really close oh. though Best i one. might i might still get it though because i'm not going custom shop now basically okay. the reason i'm not going custom shop is i was i was literally being like i even i even like got hold of um the the fellow at, at my place of work who deals with ordering them in and said yeah i want to get this custom shop and then the next day i had to be like no i definitely don't right because i was playing a gig and it was the end of the set and there'd been an encore and it was very packed out and there were people like over the barrier bits and it was all fun and stuff and so the big like rhythmic bit at the end of the set me and the guitarist just started hitting our guitars against each other in the air to to do the the rhythmic bit i'm shaking my head right now um (laughs) (laughs) and i realized whilst i was doing that i was like man i can't do that with a custom shop it would be a bad idea with a custom shop so i decided instead of getting a custom shop i'll just get two Good, okay. Good basis. So, um, just like you had before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, what have I done? So, um, I I've got on its way is one of the Fender Classic Player '60s jazz basses in a a lacquer finish. What? Yeah, they did a nitro. They did. You know, they have the '60s in their yeah. standard in their standard sort of Mexican white and sunburst. Uh, uh, you can get white, black, or sunburst in the standard oh, yeah. range. They released um, the same model, but a nitro finish, two tone sunburst, torque guard, you know, for nitro neck with a tweed hard case. What? Yeah, for for like eight hundred quid. Wow. Okay. So I was like, oh yeah, fine, I'll I'll get that. So so that's on its way. Um, I've actually got two on their way, and then I'm picking the one I okay. like. Okay. Because um, the, the first one that came in, I have to say that the, the, the Mexican idea of, of how nitro should be applied was a little bit heavy handed. Okay. Like the, the vintage tint was, was kind of glowing orange. Okay. So I thought I'd get a couple just to, to see which one was better. And then, yeah, I don't know what to do for the, for the other one. I was still thinking limelight. One of the chaps on the podcast um, got hold of me and let me know that there was a burgundy mismatching headstock uh, Nash going on, on base chat. Nate Mendel? For 1100 I don't really like Candy Apple Red. Okay. That's a great base. Yeah, it is a great base. I don't like Candy Apple Red and Black Scratch, so I'd straight away have to change it to a parchment plate. Okay. But I'm still... I don't think Candy Apple Red's for me. Oh, maybe it is if I change it to a parchment plate. Now you might have put that on the table. <laughs> but I was thinking about the Rascal. Great base. As well, great base. Um, or I could, you know, save some money and buy like a Vint Mod Jazz, the 77 in black. They're Why though? Good. You've got a nice but chance. But yeah, no, that's 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 the point. But also, yeah. do you need another P base? You've uh, got a great one. Get the rascal. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, I don't need another P base. I was thinking about getting another jazz. I've still got one jazz anyway. Now, this is another jazz. Wait, what jazz have you got? I've now? got that bits of jazz, that white one. I don't know. Do you remember that one, Matt, with EMGs? No, oh, I can't okay. even remember what bass amp you've got, Joe. You've you've changed your gear more of, more than me in the last like two uh, months. No, so. I'm set. I've got the the OB1500. Well, it's not with me at the moment. It's with Jay because he's been gigging it the last week or so. Uh, he's gigging it tonight. That's what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got to put it through an Ashdown one by twelve. Oh man, that won't handle it <laughs> at all. <laughs> that will blow up. But um, yeah, I've got the OB1500 and two 15 inch orange cabs. Because oh, yeah. I, I thought you said you gigged it, and then we're like, "Oh, I'm not so sure." It's, it's yeah, right. I didn't gig it. I band practiced with it, but I was using the um, uh, the saber, and so I think it was a bit a bit of both. And I have found I do need to use um, 
the Boss GEB7 before the um, before the OB1. Otherwise, it is a little oh, bit. Oh, to honky. push the front end a bit. Yeah. And take away some mid. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's just really, really mid heavy. I never thought I'd hear you say that. I know. I love mid, but this was just like I sounded. I sounded like I was playing on the back pickup of a jazz bass with everything else turned off. Nice. Except for the mids, you know. That it, <laughs> That's my favourite tone. That is your favourite tone. That's the tone. love tone. Oh, it's a horrendous tone. Um, so you've also, I saw this week, um, you've had your hands on some very, very nice Gibson Firebirds. Yeah. Which is something I didn't think I'd be saying No, non-reverse. Non-reverse Firebirds. So but, they're not, they're not 2015s. They're not. Okay. They're not. Well, they, they're they not, are by the fact that they're, they're made. They're not in 2016s either. No, I realise that they're off off brand. Interim. Okay. Well, it's part of the Japanese um, market, so they weren't for UK. I think the gist is that um, you know 2015s Les Pauls are causing such a a massive controversy that Gibson have decided they're getting some reinforcements. Yeah, exactly. And and where better to go than um, some really reasonably priced. Um, Firebirds. I, I tell you, I've seen some weird things online about the price of them as well. Like people being like, "Oh, how much are they?" They're fifteen hundred quid. And I'm like, mm. maybe it's just people that have never bought a Gibson or something, because that is very reasonably priced for a Gibson. I'm really impressed with these. Fifteen hundred quid for a Gibson with a hard case is a good price. Pelham Blue as maybe well. Maybe you're not spending enough. What? Yes, uh, faded Pelham Blue. Nice. But more importantly, Ferrari Red, which is such a rare Gibson colour. See, I didn't. Mm. I saw the picture and I didn't like that one as much. Oh, really? Fair enough. The faded Pelham Blue looked awesome. Both of them look great. The non-reverse Firebirds are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Fifteen hundred pounds is not a lot for it's them. Not, no, it's not. America made two mini humbuckers. Sorry, go on, Matt. I was going to say, how much are they normally though? When they were doing them before, weren't they fourteen nine nine before? So they're like Maybe. the same price. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't remember what they were before, but I. I just think for, for anything like that, for like a weird Gibson. For, I mean, to be honest, I think I come at it from a more base perspective, and whenever Gibson release something weird in the base world, it's always really expensive and overpriced. Yeah, I mean, they weren't going to be a grand, were they? No, no. Exactly. Well, this is it. I, 1,500 quid I thought was great. But seriously, if they release two non-reverse Firebirds in really rare Gibson finishes, um, you know, in limited numbers, I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have gone, yeah, two and a half grand. Yeah. Because that, that's sort of how much Gibsons cost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, they're definitely stripped down, you know, they're not like maple cap or anything like that, no. so... And the finishes, do, do you remember, you know, like the specials? Yeah. Uh, um, it's not a matte finish, but um, in the finish isn't as even as it is on their premium okay. models you know you know when it looks that's like that's kind of the vibe that I got from your yeah. Instagram picture yeah when you know when Gibson have done some guitars in the past certainly I mean I, I mentioned things like the, the do you remember the Ripper reissues they did yes where they look a little bit like they've been painted with a brush yes yeah, sort of yeah, thing. yeah I understand that, that but sort of gist. you know again it's not huge money I mean it's obviously £1,500 is quite a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things it's not and it's a cool guitar you know yeah um, it's definitely a value holding guitar anyway yeah definitely and y you know where else are you going to get a reverse Firebird yeah uh, comes in a 2014 case as well really so the, I wonder if they were released in Japan last year and yeah maybe so the, the, the pink um, insides and and the brown leather outside which is way better than the uh, the 
horrible, weird gold the ones. C3PO case. Ugh. Yeah, not into that. Um, this all leads us very nicely into the first news item. News. Um, first bit of news this week is Gibson have announced the Sprint Run Les Pauls. Matty, yes. do you want to give us the rundown? Uh, yeah, so I think it's very, very similar um, to what they did a few years ago when Guitar Center kind of um, spec'd up loads and loads and loads of guitars with Gibson that were going to be exclusively sold through Guitar Center uh, in the US. And then I think they've kind of gone, oh, we've made loads of them. So let's offer them to a load of dealers worldwide. So it's um, now, as far as I remember, same neck as a 2015. Or is it the twenty? No, it's the twenty fourteen neck. Yes, still G Force. That's right, isn't it? No, no G Force. No, really? Yeah. I thought there was a model with with G Force on those. No, as far as I'm aware, they are twenty fourteen spec neck uh, and tuners, um, but then twenty fifteen bodies. So pickups and routing uh, and layout and everything from twenty fifteen. Hmm. Then I stand corrected. I thought that they were um, basically an in-between, a kind of, I don't know, a 2014 and 2015 in the sense that it still had 2015 features but a 2014 neck. What's, uh, have you got a picture of one up there? I, I have, actually, yeah. What's the, what's the situation on the logo? Because I know that's been a fair point of controversy on the 15s. Sa- same logo, the Les Paul 100. Okay, oh, okay. Right. So... I mean, as far as we can tell, these are a stopgap until 2016 guitars are announced, I would assume. Um, probably a slight, although they were specced up for an American dealer, um, probably a slight reaction to the reaction to 2015 mm, guitars. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I, the, the stuff that is coming through about 2016 does sound good. So the new, so no tuners on the headstock, wait, complete this is... G-Force. <laughs> all of them are seven strings now um, and they, they're now completely made out of plywood um, and the, the, the necks themselves, instead of just doing like, you know, a Masonite version of Rosewood, this time they've just gone for like plastic okay just because they feel they need to go the, the whole hog really. i mean that's obviously just the special editions the regular 2016s are just made out of a jelly baby yeah that's it just it's a, a jelly baby jelly. with strings well no they don't need strings anymore it's not strings anymore is it it's the new this new laser technology yeah. that they're having in so you never need to change your strings because they're lasers when you started saying that i really really thought you were about to leak say something. things that you actually no, knew no, and i was yeah. like I don't know this, but if I don't know it, that means you definitely can't say it. Yeah, no, we do know stuff, but it's all embargoed. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you can tell me afterwards. I don't know anything. Well, I do know a bit. Um, So, yeah, I think these are going to do quite well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, really, obviously, you know, there's a kind of elephant in the room, really, that... um, 2015s have had a mild rough ride. They've had a bit of a um, muted response, I guess, uh, in terms of how people are getting on with them. But I mean, most people who walk into a guitar shop won't have heard any of that. And you know, since yeah. the price drop, seem to have been loving the 2015. So, it's, bit, it's bit a of a weird, weird one, thing to go back on it, really. It's it's weird though because no one really knows what they're doing for 2016 and then it's kind of a case that everyone's like oh well they've done this guitar in the meantime I'll get one of them and then for all we know in like six months time all, all the guitars could be exactly how they were like four years ago well, 2014 like, was oh. a great a great series of instruments I really loved the 2014 range of stuff I think they they expanded the bass range and introduced well the EB came in 2013 but they you know expanded it further with more colors there were some great les pauls going on in the 24 series um they expanded the specials so they made gibsons really accessible for people who don't have the sort of 1500 pounds plus to to buy one and and we got things like those melody makers they were 2014 weren't they yeah they were great they're brilliant little things i thought that was a really forward-thinking year yeah for gibson yeah, well, I mean, this year, I would say 2015 is forward-thinking. Oh, yeah. It's just not necessarily forward in the way that everyone would like it to be, you know. But like we're saying, since the recent price drop, you know, the feedback that I get from you guys and, you know, from Matt um, is that they've been selling really, really well. Um, so who knows? Who knows what 2016 will hold? But for now, if you wanted something a bit more traditional, I guess Sprint Run Les Pauls uh, are going to be the way. Matt, do you know what models there are? Is there like a standard and a traditional and a studio? I think they're doing standard, traditional, and studio. Okay. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they're going down to like LPMs or juniors or anything like that. Um, but I did just realise they have the same nut on, so they've got the same headstock, the, the zero brass nut. But okay. obviously, the traditional tuners and traditional neck shape, everything else is yeah, 2015 basically. Okay, so it's just basically neck profile and tuners, which I guess were people's biggest gripes, you know. Yeah, hologram on the back of the headstock. Don't know. Can't find a photo. I was just having a look. Right. Um, okay. I don't because I don't think any have landed in the UK yet. So um, yeah, can't. Uh, all of the photos are either side or front on, so I can't tell if there's a hologram on there. I I would imagine there will be. Yeah, yeah. If it's got the uh, Les Paul 100 on the front, you'd think so. Um, so that's the big G, the big F this week have announced brand new limited edition colours for the classic series. Um, Matt, have you had a chance to have a look at these? I have. I was actually, I, for the life of me though, can't remember the colours, na- the colour names. Have you got them in front of you? I Wayne? do not. I do not. Um, they they're, they're things like loads of colours they've never done before. Um, well, I thought they were colours that they did as custom colours. 
Um, no, they're not custom shop colours, as far as I can tell. No, 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 like custom colours from back in the day. So when you oh, could, so these maybe. are completely. We're not talking like not rare things like Burgundy Mist and Sherwood Green. We're no, 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 they're totally new. Yeah, Matt, oh, uh, if man. you if you could, uh, well, it's like Langoon. Uh, it's like Langoon red. Um, Langoon. Like, it's like a lilac. Yeah, it's like a lilac colour. Uh, <gasps> yeah, I'm, no I'm, bases. No bases. Of no. course, cheers, Fender. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all. Um, so it's basically uh, eight guitars over um, the course of the next kind of six months. I think they're doing two guitars at a time, uh, all of the classic series, um, and there's no spec changes. It is purely just the color. Okay. Have you got the colors there? Uh, no, I can't. For some reason, I can't find a list of them anywhere. Okay. Uh, um, I'll, I'll... They're all very weird colors, though. Yeah, are... yeah. But not. They're not weird in like you know. There's not like um, I don't know slime green. It's more like lilac's pretty weird. I mean, tasteful. Yeah, it's, I, tasteful I think but if weird. I remember, it's like lilac, and then it's like a very odd red. Uh, apple green. Um, it's like a an apple green is kind of weird. It's a mixture between like surf green and kind of like sonic blue. Oh my god, that sounds perfect. Um, I want an apple green guitar. <laughs> it's they, weird though. It's, yeah, it's like Granny Smith apple green. Yeah, <laughs> they look. Um, they all look really good. I've sent a picture of them all lined up. Kind of. Almost looks like a page from a Fender fifties catalogue. Looks awesome. Maybe I can get one of my new bases refinished. <laughs> You're ridiculous, relentless, <laughs> um, Matt. Bit of news that I think you'll be able to shed some light on the um, Singular Sound Beat Buddy Mini. Ah, the Beat Buddy. Um, um, You're sort of I familiar can't... with the Beat Buddy stuff, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's a shame that um, they're not sort of. I haven't had a chance to go on one because I don't really know in the I think there's only one place in the UK you can get them and it, it'd be really nice to kind of actually sit down and give one a go and I've watched quite a lot of videos and it's like an awesome bit of kit but it's quite expensive um, so what they've done is they've basically made a mini version um, of it so for people who don't know the Beat Buddy is kind of like the more advanced version of the Digitech Trio in fact that although it doesn't do bass patterns it it does like a lot of a lot of drum stuff um you can buy an optional foot switch it's got fills uh, you can actually plug it into your computer but program in your own drum sounds do different time signatures um it's got like dynamic playing modes and they've kind of scaled all of the main features down um and basically made a smaller more pedal board friendly mini version I, I've watched a few videos of it. it. For someone like me who kind of can program drums a bit but can't really play drums, um, if I was doing like solo stuff or even just for like practice or like if I wanted to show a song idea to a drummer, um, it would actually be quite useful. Uh, there's, yeah. there's enough features on there to kind of flick back, back and forth between like patterns and stuff and different parts of the song um yeah i'm quite curious about the mini one because the the full size one was quite expensive and quite bulky yeah i mean basically the full size one for, for as an example um you've got 220 included songs which includes uh, more than three fills per part um but what you can do is any song can play on any drum set so you can you know there's kind of hundreds of thousands of different options for different styles and different types so what they've done with the the mini is just included a hundred songs with two different fills which is more than enough if you're a songwriter um 
but you just can't do anything like um, edit it on the computer or sync it via MIDI or anything like that. So it's kind of it's more of a like a practice tool where I think you could use the the full size Beat Buddy as as like a proper gigging tool. And because everything in there's like twenty four bit sound in stereo, that it just sounds like real drums. Yeah. Um, I think that's where they've really won over like trio. Loads of people have bought the trio, and they're an excellent product for jamming around at home where i think you can actually probably gig with the beat buddy um and it would sound like really realistic if you set spend some time programming some drums and stuff as well definitely one last bit of uh, news this week um ik multi multimedia and boogie have partnered up for the amplitude messer um this is a collaboration obviously uh ik multimedia have done amplitude for quite some time now kind of one of the oldest bits of and modelling software, I guess. Um, mm. They've got an official partnership with Boogie, so they're now um, modelling, I think it's pretty much all of Boogie's range. Um, Matt, have you used Amplitude? I've, I've, I've messed around with the app, but because I don't do much home recording, I haven't really had a proper kind of in-depth um, go at using it. But once again, I've, I've watched quite a few videos and I was watching reviews um before the podcast on and it like i think the thing is with all this software now it's getting so good that it's you know things like kemper all the software it's it's almost like you only really need a valve amp if you kind of want the joy of plugging into a valve amp like this i know so many people have just got a kemper in their studio now and then that's all they use do you know what I've used? Um, obviously, the Kemp stuff's great. Um, what I've used Amplitude for is for initial reamping of guitar stuff. So, uh, like, firstly, um, in a studio setting, like, if you're recording a full band together, going in through Amplitude and then that, having that come out of the headphones means that you don't have to bother about micing a guitar amp up yeah. for tracking. Um, so, really good for that. Really good for getting a realistic sound for that. But also then like going and finding tones that you want to sound like. So uh, there was a record that we did where there was a couple of guitar bits that we didn't really know what we wanted. Uh, we knew how obviously the guitar parts went, but we we're like, oh, I don't really know if we want this as like a boogie or sort of more martially, more or you know more orange kind of mid-range heavy. So we just kind of reamped it and then scrolled through presets on amplitude like using amplitude as the the amp that we were going into um and it was great because we could just kind of go okay what would it sound like if we were using a marshall what would it sound like if we we're using an orange and eventually the orange sounded way better so we just went and got an orange out of the studio cupboard and then bothered to mic it up whereas yeah. if we hadn't done that we'd have had to get everything out mic it up you know and, and do it uh kind of properly manually I would say um, yeah I'm kind of into Amplitude out of all the modelling stuff that's just software based um, I think that's kind of the best one Joe Bratton any thoughts on Amplitude absolutely none good shall we um, move on to some questions sounds yeah, good actually, I was just going to um, I was quickly going to pipe in with one thing that popped up while I was searching for those custom colour fenders and Go it's on. something I've never seen before on Fender's website the Sergio Valen signature oh yeah uh, it's half Strat half mustang oh yeah how, how come you don't know about this no i've never seen it it's brand new isn't it it was new this year yeah i've, I've just not seen it in any shops so it's the most mental guitar i've ever seen from fender it's got like a weird it sort of looks like a vintage like jag or Jazzmaster trem but it's yeah. more it's like better than it's that like basically more, yeah 
Yeah, but it's it's got like a Mustang control plate, but it's got some really weird switching options. It weirdly kind of looks like a Jagstang almost. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, a really bizarre Jagstang. Do you know who he is? He plays in um, the electrifying Mexican quartet, <laughs> Manor. Okay. The looks of it. Manor. Some, okay, well. Uh, the world's biggest Latin rock band, don't you know? Wow. Oh, really? Good stuff. Um, should we dive in some questions? Questions. All questions this week from the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. First one comes from Ricardo, who says, I've reached a plateau on my learning. Are there any recommendations as to what I can do to continue growing? I'm not accustomed to reading tabs, and many times when I do, there are such weird signals that look like walls of text, and I don't know what to do. Joe Branton, um, yes. you probably practice more than anyone else on this podcast. Um, you've often said, when well, I've said, oh, what are you doing this Friday? Do you want to come out and have some beers and, <laughs> and hang, you know, out. Like, hang out and be a super cool guy? You're like, no, 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 <laughs> go home to play some bass. That, what, that is just to get rid of you. But, yeah, of course. You're actually just in the pub next door. That's true. Good. Um, what uh, What do you do when you sit down and play bass? Um, I, uh, I, I mean, actually, I mean, kind of any advice I'd have for Ricardo would kind of uh, sort of step over what he'd sort of said to avoid. Um, I do, uh, well, I don't actually do that many tabs. I do a lot of like listening to songs and just working them out. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess Ricardo's, I would assume by sort of the way he's asked this that he's not um, that he's not trained and he can't read sure. music properly. Which I'm sure he can read. Yeah, he can probably read. Yeah, <laughs> he typed that question. Yes, that's true. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like just play along to loads of songs. It kind of I think I do that from the default of having of being 31 and having a lot of friends who are getting married and realize that they could save money if they round up enough friends who can make a wedding band i think i got asked to do the first one of those about seven years ago and i must have done like two a year since then i'm not even in a function band yeah do you get paid for these no no they're all free but it gets me out of getting them anything it means you don't have to like make small talk with people oh, at the wedding God. as well. Yeah, just exactly. Oh, so I'm in the back. I've, got, I've got to go and do something on my bass. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it is much better than having to sort of be plonked on tables with people that you do not care about. Um, but the um, yeah, the, the, so so I tend to have to learn a lot of crap. But actually, a lot of crap is very good. I find something that's quite good is to pick a genre. I did something um, recently, kind of actually inspired by by you, Mark, um, which was. Um, to go back over like loads of Booker T stuff, yeah, and learn all the MGs basslines from from things that I just played along with a couple of their bests of okay. like uh, a few times around. Just to, I, that that's fun, like trying taking on a different style. And I came quite late to listening to like Stacks and Motown. I know you obviously listen to it loads more, but um, and I think it was from being given something. Um, something like Grapevine on a on a, a wedding list. I was like, man, this this is a great baselines. It yeah. really got me into flat wounds. Really got me into like foam underneath the strings. I, know, I appreciate Ricardo's probably a, a guitarist, but um, but still, like, try you know picking a style that you like but know nothing about, and yeah. really sort of go through loads of things on that. I think that's always quite good. I've always just like played along to records. Like, yeah. I can't remember the last time that I looked out a tab or anything. I can kind of just work it out but then the yeah. stuff that I listen to is fairly basic like I'm not thinking 
dream theater do you know what i mean um matt how about you um yeah i probably i mean i i used to practice quite a lot and i and i really sort of fell out of it when i started working when you when you got a random tone generator yeah because it just did all the playing for me um but one of the things that i found really helpful recently is um is having loop pedal um you know we do often say that oh you know it's one of those great things for practicing and songwriting and it really is because you know just taking a chord sequence and then kind of trying to you know play over it even in a pentatonic but doing like a different you know different shape of the pentatonic or just learning new licks or you know just coming up with new ideas i've always found that really helpful Um, and in the past actually i found one of the best things is you know similar to joe it's actually just being in a band um it's kind of one of the reasons i'd i'd like to uh, do something again soon but you know even if you just get together and just do some covers because it just improves your playing because you're listening to other musicians and you're kind of thinking about what you're doing and yeah you you learn things that you wouldn't necessarily normally learn so you kind of pick up new ideas and new techniques um but yeah practicing i've always just re- recently i've struggled to find the time which is um a poor excuse but you know i always I say that pra- i always say that but then i've played a lot of playstation this week so <laughs> should probably be uh be practicing some guitar i've got a gig coming up so i need to get the bass chops back oh yeah i, I was actually terrible this weekend um i downloaded uh grand theft auto vice city on my ipad oh yeah i must have sat there for two hours great soundtrack <laughs> one of the best ones i oh, just turn the radio off it just annoys me what oh, you're crazy you should be playing bass along to it oh, yeah. just leave to- is it tony montana is that the guy we see from sopranos yeah whatever the guys i think is it right <laughs> the guy from who's basically the guy from sopranos just leave him in the street and put the radio on and play bass along James says, what small valve amps do you guys think are good? Ones for bedroom practice and things uh, uh, that will really give some nice crunch, but then go clean when you roll back on the, the volume on the guitar. Come on, you can make it. Be looking at the Vox AC4 TV, which I've heard is pretty good, and a switchable down to one watt for crunch at bed- bedroom levels. Also been looking at the Duo Sweet Baby. Thoughts, suggestions of good amps. We, uh, we get this one quite a lot, don't we? We do, and I was going to say that we always talk about the same stuff. I was wondering if you guys wanted to shout out anything else. Uh, like, is there any more stuff or any perhaps more budget solutions? Moore do some interesting, but they're heads. They're, okay. They're just heads, aren't they? So you still need a cab, okay. which I think is a bit annoying. Um, mm. Hotone as well. Do some cool little little amp heads. Yeah. So if you've I got a cab the, um, sitting around, I think some of those things are great. The Purple Haze by yeah. um, Hotone is wicked. I think, the, uh, I think the tricky thing is is um, it's like people always say I want a small valve amp for home use uh, and as soon as you want specifically just valves I think you almost do limit yourself because things like the Voxes sound great but I think when you wind them down to like a quarter of a watt they just sound they just don't sound very open they sound very compressed and very boxy so I almost find that you'd be better off maybe going for a small valve amp with a good clean sound and then using something like an overdrive pedal for a bit of crunch and then it's still fairly dynamic with your guitar playing um because i think sometimes if you know you're trying to i think if you run an amp like a valve amp you know really low power but maximum output sometimes it can almost i don't know they just they can just sound a bit yeah that's i agree valve amps you know what react I mean? differently at different volumes i don't think yeah. it's it's as simple as like just punching the the input gain 
Um, th- things yeah. like the, the the Crush Pro series, the Orange Crush Pro series, they've been a great, great example of like something that's not got valves in it, but reacts very, very similarly and gives you lots of options for home use. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's that's why I still use a microcube a lot of the time. If I'm playing sort of later on and I just kind of want, you know, a decent sound, low volumes, I just use that. But actually, Mark, you've probably got one of the better ones in the um, TubeMaster 5, but I don't think, I think it's discontinued now, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's gone, gone out for the catalogue because they knew that I'd bought it. You could still pick them up hand. Yeah, I mean, you could still get one secondhand. Hughes and Kettner TubeMaster 5 is really good because it's only 5 watts. The clean sound is uh very i would say very transparent uh it kind of takes pedals is that why you've got a preamp and a load of other stuff exactly yeah yeah so putting pedals in front of it if you want to go down that route is really good because the hughes and kettner stuff doesn't have much character of its own um particularly the drive sound to be honest i think the drive on the tubemeister is pretty poor um and i'd be hard pushed to just use that and not use any pedals, which is why I've got Electromonic Soul Food and uh, I've got the Echoplex preamp and stuff kind of colouring the front end. And you really notice when you put that Echoplex preamp on, um, it goes from being a very flat sounding amp to sounding really vibey and really vintage sounding. Um, so yeah, TubeMaster 5, I highly recommend. I mean, if you don't want to spend a lot of money and you're looking at something like the Joyo Sweet Baby, then maybe what about the Crush... Is it Micro Crush or the what's the really small orange crush? Oh yeah, the battery micro powered terror. one. The micro, no, micro Terror, sorry, not the crush. No, yeah, the Micro Crush is the tiny battery. Yeah, I don't one. mean that. The Micro Terror is the little um, twenty watt valve preamp. Well, yeah, yeah. So valve pre, it's, it's and got then, a twelve AX seven in it. Yeah, yeah. Pre, yeah. I quite like those when they first came out. I think they they didn't sound yeah. bad at all. No, they sound I great. Think- I think that's a better option because you get the valve preamp for the warmth and a little bit of dynamics, but you've got the solid state power amp for the volume. They do a little uh, matching 112 cab for it as well. It looks whole wicked. They do, and that's kind of the advantage over like the Moore stuff and the Hotone is that there is actually a cab available for it. Yeah. Um, and also, if you plug one into a 4x12, they sound amazing. Yeah, that's true. So They're actually y- googable. Yeah, you're kind of getting, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone in that. The small little package, which I think is what ninety nine quid, all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it is ninety nine quid. The head and yes, the cab. Um, oh no, no, no. ninety nine quid is the head on its own. Oh, is it? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the cab, the cab's not a one twelve though. It's a one. By oh, it's a one eight. Sorry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah one eight. Yeah, yeah one eight. That's right. Yeah, it's called the Crush one oh eight. I think. Yeah. Or P, I, no, PPC one oh eight. I think that's fifty quid at least. So yeah, so. yeah. I think it might be ninety nine and fifty nine. Yeah. So for like one hundred and sixty quid, you're getting a wicked home practice setup. And then if you go and do a gig and there's a 412 there or a 212, you could plug that little head in and it will make a, like way more noise than you expect. They sound really, really good. So, um, yeah, I mean, apart from that, you know, Blues Junior. Yeah. yeah. Do the business. Um, let's do one more question. Uh, which one should we do? Okay, Will says, guys, can I have some honest opinions on Epiphone G400 Customs? I know the guys touched on the standard G400s the other week, but uh, what are the necks like on them? Are they chunky? I like chunky. Um, Matt, G400s uh, kind of fallen off my radar a bit. So what's the what's the current um, lineup on G- on Epiphone SGs first, actually? Because it always used to be G310, which is the bolt-on one, G400, and then G400 Custom. No, but now, so they've, um, they do the, uh, the, the special, uh, which is the two humbucker, one volume, one tone. 
the 310, which is the two humbucker, two volume, two tone, but it's the uncovered pickup. Yeah. With the bolt on neck. Yeah. Then they do the worn G400. Yeah, the faded spot. one. Yeah. That's great. Vintage plate, uh, vintage looks, but the faded finish, which look awesome. Um, and then up from that, it's the G400 Pro, which is basically the standard G400. But the reason they call them the Pro is that they now have the uh, the coil tapping pickups. Um, they're great guitars, but they are not chunky necks. They are like vintage uh, SGs, and they all have kind of like a slim taper profile. Um, so if you are kind of after like a 58 Les Paul, like, um, you know, big and thick sort of neck then it's not going to be that kind of guitar but having said that they are an amazing guitar if you want something a bit more light uh, a bit lighter than a les paul and something a bit more uh, you know a bit different i think will was actually asking about the custom is that does that still exist um i don't think they still do a custom um they do a tony iome um sg custom um which is his spec but i don't think they do the custom anymore because I think the features on the custom are now just the standard features on the G400 Oh, didn't the custom have three humbuckers? Yeah, custom is the bound headstock three humbucker. They used to do it in white with gold pickups and gold hardware. I don't think that is a current model. No, it's definitely not in the catalogue at the moment. Okay. But they were wicked. Yeah. I still think they had the same same neck as Yeah, yeah, I doubt they were any different from the standard. Yeah, the, uh, from in my experience, I didn't know whether they were still doing it and whether the spec had changed or not, but they're slim, basically. Um, and also, SGs with three pickups, the wiring's a bit weird on them, as far as I'm aware, that you can't have... You can't have three together. Okay, but can you have two together? Yes. Okay. Isn't it, isn't it the... Um, isn't it one of the... Isn't there only one tone, but one of the volumes fades in the middle pickup? Really? Is that it? Maybe no. you're right. There's there's a few different ways to wire three humbuckers. Um, and, yeah, maybe you can... Don't know. We need to do a bit of research. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're wicked guitars. For me, that's the best-looking SG. Like, I don't really like the kind of <clears throat> typical Angus Young, Cherry Red SG. I'm all about that three pickup. And gold hardware, like, for me, straight away, I'm like, no, not into it. But... There's two guitars where it's fine. One of them is the uh, Les Paul Custom in white. The other one is an SG Custom in white. Looks so good. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, solid guitar. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, Ooh. Thanks for sending in your questions this week. Um, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum is where you can send them to. We actually got a whole bunch this week. That we oh, there are loads. Maybe next week we should do are a question. Are we going to Patreon them or not? No, we'll do a question special maybe next Ooh, week where we just go nice. through questions. Um, this week on the Patreon, we are talking about the top five weird signature models as a bit of a follow-up to the video that I just oh, put up okay. on the YouTube channel. So Synergy. I, I like that. all the channels. That's I'm good. into synergy. So, I like pyramid schemes as well. Okay, good. Do you want to get on a pyramid scheme? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, good. Um, and talking of pyramid schemes, uh, if you want to support the uh, Guitar Nerds podcast, you can do uh, via Patreon forward slash Guitar Nerds. I really hate that word. What? Patreon. Patreon. I really don't like it. You can it. be our patron. Pa- tr- patron. It sounds like a type of missile. Patreon. Um, 
at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and a small donation of five dollars and above each month will get you an extra half an hour uh, of podcasts if you go up to the top tier which is five uh, no ten dollars a month you'll get your name read out thusly Phil Tomset Colin Anderson Scott O'Brien Moose Gravett Fletch Fletcher Matt Quine Chris Wilson Will Clare. Uh. <laughs> Thanks very much for uh, contributing to the Patreon, um, helping us to keep do this. Um, hasn't bought us any food this week because we've not had any time. Uh, yeah, to we've get been any. in a rush. Yeah, oh. so uh, we'll just bank it and we'll have an extra big pizza party next week. Hooray! Um, yeah. Yeah, screw you, Matt, Matt Knight. Oh, we'll, we'll save it until you're in the room next, and then we can have an extra big pizza party when you're here. Be a super big pizza by that point. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks so much for um, for helping us out. If you do want to get involved, uh, the places you can go: facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. For extra episodes, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. I would highly recommend you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. There's loads of new stuff going up there. Jay, I think, is going to be doing the next video, which amazing. I mean, I don't know why we've allowed him to do that, but you know. Um, so Jay, uh, Joe is doing some stuff over on the site, oh, gu- yeah. guitarnerds.net. Um, yeah, there's loads of places. I just signed up for Periscope. Oh, uh, you can ooh, find us yeah, on Periscope, Periscope at Guitar Nerds. Um, I think the plan for that is each week before the show, maybe we'll try and do like a five-minute, like as we're setting up, uh, like pre-show. Oh, God. Something like that. I'm going to have to start wearing trousers. I know, unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's Periscope. I assume it's you just go to the Periscope app at Guitar Nerds. Yeah, Same for the Twitter, we're at Guitar Nerds. Find us there. Find us all over the interwebs. Yeah. Tinder. Find, Tinder, we're on there. Uh, we're not on there. Uh, you can find me at Mark underscore random on Twitter. You can find Joe at Josef underscore 900. You can find Matt at Matt Nightsy. Thanks very much for joining this week. Uh, joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. 
A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW.